Oh my god. Hi, Nora. Hey, Sarah. Guys, welcome back to the Decom Boom. We're so happy you're with us today. Uh, today we are discussing Smart, Smart House. House. So Disney Plus describes this movie as when high school science whiz Ben Cooper goes online to win a computerized smart house specifically designed to make things easier, he instead finds life becomes more troublesome than ever. Wow. Yeah, this is um this is a classic. This, this is, is a, a really good one. Yeah, heavy hitter. I I don't know about you, Nora, but like so this movie premiered on June 26th, 1999. So it's a 90s baby. Just like me. Yep. Literally came out the year you were born. So obviously we don't like remember the premiere of this one, but we were, I, I was obsessed with this movie as a kid. It's so good. And they played it a lot. Um, It was definitely one of my favorites when I was little. So I was um a little nervous watching it because I, I loved it so much. And I was scared that it wouldn't be as good, but it actually really held up. It was really well written. Um, it was really funny. It was really sad. It was emotional. Oh, okay. She got a text. I got a text. <laughs> Sorry to be so popular. Wow. Um, no, but like, I, I think it totally holds up. And like, I just remember the feeling of like excitement I would get when yeah. I would see the ad come on Disney Channel yes. for this one. Like, oh shit, Smart House is on tonight. Like, I would get so hyped. Yeah. And this is one that I also remember. Like, I can remember renting this one on VHS, like oh. going to the video store and like seeing Smart House Fun. and being like, Dad, Dad, can I get this one? Oh, um, it's such a good one. Yeah. And I remember when I was little being really scared of the ending and watching back. Guess what, guys? I was still scared. It's a full horror movie yeah and not only is it about the like dangers of ai and technology mm -hmm. it's also about mommy issues totally <laughs> which we're gonna get to um so this movie stars ryan merriman who you might know him from some other decoms he's in the luck of the irish mm -hmm. he's also in a ring of endless light which i don't think you've ever seen nora that's the one with no. Nisha martin yeah um you might also know him from final destination three taken the ring two um but yeah, he's he's the star. Yeah, he's kind of an icon of the decom world. Yeah, he really is. One thing about him that I do want to say, I stalked his Instagram when we were like researching this Aww. movie. And every year for the past several years, he posts on St. Patrick's Day to be like, happy luck of the Irish Aww, day. Oh, that's cute. I think it's Because so I'm sure that he's actually Irish. Yeah, Merriman. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure he is too. He looks Irish. He kind of looks like our brother. Yeah. Honestly, like, especially when he's little. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, in this movie, I was kind of like, okay, giving Ben. It's giving Ben to know. <laughs> <laughs> and his name is Ben. Yeah. Ben Cooper. Um, Nora, do you want to guess the Rotten Tomato score? Yeah. Um. Okay, so I've been really off every single time. Um. I mean, I really liked this movie. I thought it was really good. I'm going to say it got in, in uh, like, 80% on Rotten Tomatoes. So Rotten Tomatoes really flopped with this one. They gave it a 53%. <gasps> okay, they gave it... Worse than Pixel Perfect. Yeah, they like weirdly loved Pixel Perfect. <laughs> okay, you guys, Rotten Tomatoes, you guys are freaks, and that is not deserved. I'm gonna be calling you because yeah. Smart House is a good movie. It's literally so good. It's like so good. It's it's so much better. It it's it's above decom status. Yes, to be I know honest. it could like be in theaters. Like it was it was really good. Um, so obviously we're going to get into the recap and talk about how you know it's sort of like a cautionary tale about technology, mm -hmm. but we're also going to touch on the fact that like. The lesson was a lot more nuanced than it I was. remember. Totally. 
And I love it. And one thing I did want to say, so I was thinking about the title of this movie, Smart House, and I was like, it because obviously smartphone, I was like, did mm-hmm. this like coin that term? And I didn't know. So I wanted to find out like when the term smartphone was coined. So I did a little research and it was pre-smart house. Um, so it was coined in 1997 by the Swedish telecommunications company Ericsson. Yawn, boring. <laughs> I also love that Sarah thought like Steve Jobs was like, I saw this movie Smart House. Well, I just and I'm gonna base my whole company on like, a little decom. I was like, what came first, the decom or the? I know, but that's insane to think that the team. <laughs> no, I, no, it, I didn't really think that. It just got me thinking, like, where did right. smart technology? Like, when no, was that? Term? Yes. And it, like, it, and it honestly, only predated it like two years. Two so years. this movie was on the cutting edge. No, that's interesting. And I know Nora already said yawn. She's already blew me off stage, but. It was coined to uh, describe something called the GS88, which had a code name Penelope, which is sort of like Pat in this movie. It was like a weird old timey. Sarah, uh, what you're saying, not only does it mean nothing to me, it does not interest me. Well, I'm going to leave that to our (laughs) viewers because it sounds like talk for nerds. Yeah. Well, this movie is kind of for nerds, Nora. Yeah, I know it is. So either get on board or get out of the smart house. Yep. That's a good Um, point. Wait, Nora, what was your first phone? Um, I first phone was an octane. It like um what? Yeah, it was kind of like an oval, and it, on the outside it had like the normal like kind of flip phone looking thing. But then when you, it was kind of like a sidekick, but it was oval. It Wait, that was your up. first phone? Yeah. Why do I not remember that at all? Well, because you didn't pay attention to me. No, I'm kidding. Oh yeah, true. Um, but no, it was my first phone. I had it from probably sixth grade to eighth grade, and then I got an iPhone. Oh right. And remember when my iPhone broke and I was incredibly emotional? Oh yeah. No. Okay. So guys, I literally was like, because <laughs> I feel like I was going through my like high school like hippie phase. So, yeah. Like, this disturbed me to my core. <laughs> <laughs> Nora was like in eighth grade or something and she goes I'm not kidding this is a direct quote she's like I'm just really sad about my iPhone Sarah like everyone would always say we look so cute together <laughs> that she is literally like, said that no that is concerning it's like okay addicted I was like okay personifying your yeah phone. no it was it was honestly like, sick looking back it was not okay yeah you needed to watch smart house with your eyelids held open I to know. learn a lesson to learn a lesson yeah absolutely yeah okay should we jump into the recap yes okay yes. This is Smart House. Smart House. Going back to 1999, baby. So we open with a paper boy on his morning route. And this is where we get our first glimpse of Smart House with no context yet. We see, we hear a robot voice talking Mm -hmm. to this paper boy. And a giant, like, claw-like mechanism comes out of a hole in the house. It's like a mechanical arm. And it grabs the paper. Mm -hmm. So right away we're like, hmm, what's going on? Interesting. And then it um, cuts to Smart House, inside Smart House, and we see Sarah, who is the creator of Smart House. She is like a tech baddie. We love her. We love Sarah. Um, And she's with her publicist, Miles. And Miles has like very cool energy. Like he's like, I don't know, like very chic. I love Miles. He is chic. Yeah. And they're talking about how Sarah is reading the newspaper that Pat just brought in for her. Oh, we didn't say it. Pat is the name of the smart house. It stands for Personal Applied Technology. She's kind of like a Siri or an Alexa. Yeah. Um, And they're talking about how the smart house got a lot of good press. And um, Miles is like... I still think it's because that journalist loves you, Sarah. And she's like, Miles, you think everyone loves me? And he's like, that's because everyone does. And she's like, I have no time for boys. And that's how we know that Sarah is really about her career. Exactly. And she's like, she is very cute. She's like a cute, she wears glasses, but she's like hot. Yeah, she's (laughs) honestly, she is hot. I say that as someone who wears glasses. That sounded like nerd shaming. 
Um, <laughs> no, it's fine. Okay. Remember that time that Millie Bobby Brown wore glasses <gasps> to the award shows and we were we were like, we were like it's too I, much. We literally said, doesn't she get enough attention? <laughs> and that's honestly messed up of us. And we're sorry, Millie. We're sorry, people with glasses. Um, <laughs> no, but like, honestly, we're not. Because like, no. Don't okay. wear them to award shows. I didn't like when Kate Winslet did it either. I know. It's like, you're at the Oscars. Put in a contact lens. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, but yeah, and Sarah tells Miles that her autobiography would be called Smart Women Foolish Choices because Iconic. she just makes such bad love decisions. Yeah, she's not good in the romance department. No. Um, but she is super smart and her house is getting great press. And now we cut to our protagonist, Ben Cooper, the young teen, mm-hmm. and we hear the song for the first time. It's kind of like the theme song of the movie. Jump, jump, the house is jumping. Yeah, come on. Jump, jump, the house is jumping. It's a great song. It really is. Um, and right away we learn that Ben is, like, very independent. We see yeah. him, like, making food, using the oven, taking a message for his dad. He answers the phone, like, and what is this regarding? Um, yeah, Ben, like all the other decom protagonists we've seen up to this point, is doing too much, like for a teen. He's like taking on too much. Yeah, he's like a mini adult. It, yeah. It's very similar to like Cadet Kelly vibes where yep. it's just like, yeah, he is or like. Or Roscoe, of like, why are you like, who is this regarding yeah. on the phone? It's like you're a little boy. Yeah, because he's supposed to be probably like, th- I think he's in, oh, he's in eighth grade. Yeah. So he's like 13. He's 13, yeah. He's a little baby. Um, yeah, he's like walking the dog, setting the table. He picks up his little sister Angie from a friend's house. Um, but basically Ben's uh, big thing right now that's like driving him and motivating him is he really wants to win the smart house mm-hmm. because they're doing basically a contest and like giving it away to a family. Yeah, it's a little bit interesting because I guess they can live in this house forever, which I is so wild to me, but I don't know. I think it's like um like a prototype. Like I think they're probably going to like create other smart houses and sell them to rich people, but yeah. like they needed to like show how it works and... I guess they felt like they couldn't get anyone to pay for the first one, which I don't know, whatever. I think it's so funny that like, despite all its like really cool features, like it looks just like a normal 90s house. I was thinking that too, it's like so homey. It's not even like modern looking. It's very like, it kind of looks like our childhood home, but bigger. Like it's very like homey and like not at all like, doesn't look like a tech home at all. Which I actually love. Like, I, I think love. it would have been so much more of like a cold, weird movie if yes. they made it like look like, I don't know, really yeah, like, like minimalist too, and like sleek. Uh, I 100% agree. Yeah. So Ben is entering uh, this online contest to win the smart house. He has like a really old 90s computer, like Gen Z, please watch this movie to like see what technology used to look like. Yeah. Um, and the, their dad, Nick, comes home, and we love Nick. He's such a cute dad. I love him. He, I'm like, I'm into Nick. I'll say it. Um, and he's also the dad from A Cinderella Story. Yeah. But the power of acting, you guys, because in that movie, he's not hot at all. He's, um, what's that? Wait, we should say he's, um, he's Chad Michael Murray's dad in that movie. Yes, yeah. What's, um... Chad's name in that movie Austin, Austin Ames. Ames so he's like Austin Ames dad the one that's like you have to be so good at football and he's so not hot in that movie because he's mean to his son about going to Princeton and Which makes no sense makes no sense but in this movie he's so hot because he's so kind well and also it's like what is the point of being good at football if you're not going to use it to get into an Ivy League I know school? I know Austin he wants is, like, him to work to at his too, car washing business it's so it's weird like, why yeah so he's not hot at all in that movie but he's so hot in this he's movie he's so cute um, and basically we, we see this dynamic right away with the Cooper family where 
Angie, the little sister, like wants her dad to get remarried, whereas Ben is very much like, no. Ben does not want his dad dating. This is like his biggest fear. Like when uh, his dad gets this account at work, Angie's like, oh, like now you can maybe go on a date. And Ben's like, Angie, no. He's so not about yeah. it. And that's why he compulsively like has everything perfect in the house yeah. because he doesn't want his dad to feel like, wow, we need a little help around here. Maybe I should yes. get a wife. And then um, Ben also says like, we don't need a new mom. Like we're already a perfect family. And then the dad says, well, I know we've always said we're a perfect family, but there's always room for improvement. Right. And it's kind of like dark. Yeah. It's like not something you should say to a 13 year old. I know. Just be like, I don't know, I actually want to start dating. Like, there's, like, a more normal way to approach that. (laughs) Nick, despite us loving him, does have flaws. Oh, yes, (laughs) yes. Um, But, yeah, so another thing I love is Ben, like, that's another part of why he wants this smart house so bad. He wants a house to basically, like, take care of them Mm -hmm. so his dad feels, like, less, I don't know, stressed about being a single dad. Um, But the dad says to him, he's like, oh, Ben, not another contest, which cracks me up because I'm like, is this a personality trait that he keeps entering contests? Like, does he have a kid's version of a gambling problem? I know. Like, honestly, he's entered, I guess, a ton of contests. Yeah. It's like, okay. But yeah, that's that's Ben's dream is to have a house that's so advanced that his dad won't realize he needs a girlfriend. Yep. So back to Miles and Sarah. We learned something about Sarah in this scene that Nora really does not accept. Oh, yeah. So in this scene, they're talking about um, who they're picking for the contest winner. And we find out that Sarah has a pet rat, which I am not okay with. Yeah. That's where she loses all respect for me. I don't like that she's a pet rat. It's disgusting. Yeah. I mean, we live in New York, so people here really do not um, see rats as cuddly critters. No, no, no. And I don't believe in a clean rat. Sorry. What if it was like raised in captivity? No. Like it never lived on the streets? No. Oh, okay. No, 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 no. I think that's part of like Sarah's quirky charm is like, I don't know. I have a pet rat. Whatever. <sighs> no. <laughs> no. So cut back to Ben. He's entering this contest a million times um, on the internet. And because this is the 90s and there's dial up, he's like tying up the phone line by being on the computer. So the dad is like, you need to get offline like you're you're you know I can't get a phone call and Ben that's the way I relate to you because I also have to be online all the time so I get it you have to be online it's like yeah I get it and oh another thing that Ben did related to like not letting his dad get his phone messages and also like I don't know not wanting him to date yeah like, like his dad was like oh did that woman Melanie ever call and Ben's like oh yeah she called a while ago and he's like what? You didn't give me the message? And he's like, yeah. well, she wasn't your type, dad. It's like, okay, overstepping. Yeah, no, Ben is like really trying to like prevent his dad from like even meeting a woman. Yeah, sabotage. Yeah, he's sabotaging him. Which like, this is a point where Nick needs to like have a conversation with him instead of just being like, huh, wonder what that was about. It's like, I are know. you really that dense? He Honestly, he is. Because yeah. it takes him a really long time to be like, I think Ben might be upset about his mom. <laughs> right, and it's like so obvious to us as like yeah, nine-year-olds watching this i know but not to nick um right because of course in classic disney fashion ben's mom is sadly dead they're not She's divorced passed. she has passed She's away passed. it's really sad actually it, it's really sad okay so there's an investor in the smart house that comes to like visit sarah and miles to be like great job on the house sarah <laughs> and it's time for them to pick a winner and like they're like oh sarah's like oh pat can do that for us and the investor's like she can but the thing is like all she has to do is like 
pick from a randomized list yeah. where I'm like, that's not like that advanced. Like no. we had that on computers in like 2004. And so they're like so impressed. I'm like, of all the things Pat can do, this is not that impressive. Um, But yeah, so Pat picks the contest winner for them. And guess who it is, guys? Ben Cooper. Yes, he did it. He won. But... Ben overslept with the webpage still up, yeah. so he can't get the call because of the dial-up internet. internet. So he doesn't know he won, and the dad is like, "Dude, you're late for school. Like, let's go." And like, he closes out the webpage, and like, the phone starts ringing as they're like leaving the house, and it yeah. is the call notifying him that he won. But Nick is like, "Ben, no, he's like, we gotta go. go, 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 go." So when Ben gets to school, everyone's congratulating him and he doesn't know what's going on. Yeah, he's like, wait, what's going on? And then he finds out that he won Smart House from his friends. And he's like, oh, my God. And then he calls his dad to tell him. And the dad's like, Nick is super skeptical at first. He's like, this seems too good to be true. I don't know, Ben. And then Ben's like, look at the paper. Like, look at look at it in the paper. And he sees a picture of Sarah. And he thinks she's hot. Yeah, he's And smitten. then he's like, let's go to the Smart House and see what's up. Yeah, that changes his mind right away. He's like, Oh, on second thought, let's imagine you're on here. such a hot babe that a man decides to uproot his whole family because of a picture of you in the paper. In the paper, in black and white. Her power. She's got it going her on. Her power. She's got it going on. One thing that we do have to mention, though, from the scene where Ben's at school, we learn that he has a bully. Oh yes, named uh, Ryan, which is funny because that's his name, the actor's name in real life. Ooh. But um, yeah, he's super mean and he like makes Ben like do his homework for him because Ben's supposed to be very bright. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. he's a bully. Ryan, he's kind of a classic bully. He's also like, oh, I was t- telling Sarah that I like the way like bullying was in the 90s because it was so just like, give me your lunch money, like do my homework. Now it like insults are so personal. Kids are so mean now. Yeah. And I'm like, just keep it simple. Like, just now take- it's cyberbullying. Like you yeah. should kill yourself. I know it's, it's too like, intense oh, no. now. Yeah. It's yeah. too much. Absolutely. Also, Ryan the bully has like a creepy theme that plays yeah. every time <laughs> like, he comes on. Yeah, it's like distorted guitars. It's really fun. It's iconic. I love it. So we get this fun press conference moment when, um, you know, Sarah is like unveiling the smart house and basically like announcing the Coopers and being like, these are the people that are going to live in my house. Um, And she starts telling them about PAT, which again stands for personal applied technology and is a voice that's kind of like a Siri or an Alexa. Um, And she tells the family that PAT is super user friendly. So you don't need to have any like computer knowledge to live there she's gonna make everything really easy for them but she does say um fyi pat will like observe you and get to know you better the longer you live here okay so yeah pat like takes like a pinprick and that's how she learns about their dna and then this is nuts so she also learns about their diet and how she knows about their diet is because sarah says um her atmospheric kitchen sensors act as instant breathalyzers and that's how she like knows if they need if they need like more sugar or anything and i'm like what does that mean her atmospheric kitchen center sensors that's not a thing but that's not a thing <laughs> i was like what i really we talked about this with pixel perfect i think that a lot of times writers for decoms are just being like kids won't know about technology so we can say anything yeah and smart house like was a little bit m- more smart about the way they wrote stuff but still it's like atmospheric kitchen sensors what yeah, they, they phoned it in on that one yeah because we will get to like they did. I do know for a fact that the writers 
like did like try to do research for this movie, which Pixel Perfect, it was it did not seem like they tried no, at all. No, 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 no. <laughs> holograms can't go outside, guys. Always remember. They Googled hologram and they were like, yeah. I get the gist. <laughs> so it kind of seems like one of Pat's main features is just like projecting images onto walls yes. that's like the and that's the part that i remember most as a kid being like that is so cool me too like she turns uh the like living room wall into like a safari and it scares angie because an elephant like makes a really loud noise and then she makes it like a beautiful ocean view there's like a wakeboarder that goes by it's like not yeah. that advanced yet when i was little i thought it was the coolest thing ever to i have in your too house. i thought it was so amazing and like looking back it was just a projection on a screen which like we could do like not that much later than this movie but no, we could probably do it before but then yeah. angie is like wait i feel a, an ocean breeze which I know. That, i'm like okay yeah. so what's going on there? it's her kitchen sensors Sarah. yeah it's like augmented reality <laughs> um and then also pat can make them like food so like Angie at one point is like, I want a banana smoothie. And it just like appears. And that was also like a big thing in this movie that I thought was so, so cool when I was little. Yeah. The smoothie like comes up out of the kitchen countertop. Yeah. And it's like, ooh. And then uh, an important piece of exposition. So Angie um, spills the smoothie. Oh, yes. And Pat can just absorb it. Like if anything spills on the floor, she can like clean it automatically and it just like disappears. Yeah. With her floor absorbers. Oh, right. <laughs> Classic. Duh. So the dad is like, you know, let's just move in. Yeah, he's down to move in. Yeah, and the Coopers are, they're just up and moving into Smart House. Yep. So the next scene is one of our favorites. <gasps> and- <laughs> Angie jumps on her bed and dances in her room while the music video for Say La Vie by Bewitched plays on her wall. I loved this scene when I was little. I wanted to be her so bad. She's like jumping on her bed in this cute ass room and she's a music video on her wall. It's I so was cool. so jealous of her. Yeah, it's it's everything. It's everything. It's so, so cute. But now we get a little bit of drama because Angie tells Ben like, dad has the hots for Sarah. Yes. And Ben is pissed. Ben calls her so ignorant. <laughs> It's like, I don't know. She's ignorant. And then he's like, he's really mad. He's like, don't you even remember our mom? Like, why are you trying to replace her? But it's sad because their mom died when Angie was really little. So she doesn't really remember her. And then Ben says this insane quote. He says, "Um, why do you think I don't go out for the basketball team or ever hang out with my friends? It's because I'm too busy killing myself, making sure our lives run smoothly. I don't want anyone to get the idea we need a new mom. That's why I worked so hard to win us the smart house. Anything I can't do, it can. Which is dark. It's so deeply sad. I know. It also bums me out because he's just so young. He's in eighth grade. So he thinks that like the only reason his dad would want a wife is like so she can like clean and cook for them it's like no he might want like love he wants to like make out with a hot babe like sarah yeah that's like not clicking in ben's young brain he's like you want wife because i am not working hard enough around the house it's like no ben no ben there's actually a little thing called a romance ben he's never heard of it never heard of it he tries later in the movie but oh we'll get to that yeah so ben really doesn't want a new mom angie does and that's the other thing that's sad is like she we also have a scene earlier in the movie where like she's trying to ask Nick to do her hair and he's like kind of failing and she's really frustrated and it is this sad thing where she's like basically like she says without saying like dad there's some things you can't do that like a mom could do so so true yeah it's sad 
Shout out single dads and single parents. They're awesome. They do it all. Um, and then the next scene is <laughs> Nick and Sarah are like flirting outside the kid's bedroom. And Sarah is talking about her terrible dating history. And she reveals that she dated a criminal, a bank robber. A literal bank robber. <laughs> it's like so insane. It's like not like she's like, oh, I dated this guy that was like kind of a loser. She's like, I dated a literal criminal. And it's then she's just like, I have terrible taste in men. And it's like, oh, my God. That one was like no subtlety, like definitely for the kids where it's like our our concept of bad man is bank robber i know so. it's like we have to hit them over the head like this girl does not have good taste in men yeah that was so shocking hilarious um, yeah but sarah and nick are really vibing mm-hmm. and nick asks for her number and she's coyly like well you already have it because pat has it mm-hmm. in her address book the, the stage has been set there they Ooh. like each other yep mm-hmm. um next we get an amazing <gasps> scene of pat's cool features her one feature, the green screen feature. Back in action. She wakes everybody up with like an individualized cute projection. Mm-hmm. So for Ben, it's the buzzer of like a championship basketball game. Dope. Because he's a boy. And for Angie, it is a concert and fireworks at Disney World. Love. And then for Nick, she kind of didn't like peg Nick quite as well. <laughs> nope. She wakes him up with, like, a rooster crowing, yeah. and he's like, what the hell? And she's like, oh, like, I th- I thought you liked, like, the simple life and farm life. Yeah. And he says this line that has stuck with me to this day. <laughs> I remembered it so clearly from being a kid, because she's like, I thought you would like to visualize a pleasant, like, farm scene. And he goes, the only thing I want to visualize at 6 a.m. is the inside of my eyelids. <laughs> <laughs> so real for that. So real for that. But he ends up being really impressed by Pat in this scene, because... He's he's definitely still like the most skeptical about Pat. The kids are like all in so excited. But he's basically like Pat, like LOL, my kids are never gonna get up this early. Nice try though. And mm-hmm. then they like run into his room like ready and dressed because they're so excited to wake up in Smart House because mm-hmm. it's fun to wake up in Smart House. Yeah. And he's like, Okay, this actually did simplify my morning routine uh-huh. a lot. Yep. And Pat, you know, makes Nick's favorite coffee and pancakes. She's buttering them all up. They're loving living in Smart House. Yes. And at school, Ben is a hotshot now because he lives in the coolest house in town. Everyone's like, wants to talk to him, wants to see what's up. And his friends are saying some pretty rude things. His friends are like young misogynists. He's like talking about how Pat does all this cool stuff. And they say, oh my God, she's like the perfect mom. They're only to serve and never complain. And it's like, boys, women are multifaceted. They don't, they're not there to serve you. Like, please ask about your mother's interior life, boys. Like, oh my God. Yeah. It's the they're only to serve that really gets me. I'm I like, know. what? Oh my God. I know. Boys, that's really how young boys see their moms. Oh, that's terrible. Rude. Rude. Um, And then Ben gives his bully a report that Pat did for him. So like mm-hmm. another way she's simplifying his life. He doesn't have to do double the work anymore. Yes. Because she's going to do <laughs> the bully's work for him. And now we meet Ben's crush. Ooh, enter Gwen Petroni, who they call the goddess of eighth grade. Yes. Such a good title. Uh, Would have killed to be known as the goddess of the eighth grade. Oh, no. No, neither was I. I had braces and rubber bands in eighth grade. Ooh, that's rough. That's rough. In eighth grade, too, I just, like, was so frizzy and, like, did not under... Like, I would, like, do my makeup really badly. So, like, I'd get to school and be like... Oh, you can like fully see my concealer like running down my cheek. Like it was not a cute moment. I know. It's so hard to do makeup when you're young. I feel like I would do eyeliner where it's like, is that eyeshadow? It's on so thick. Oh my God. The eighth grade eyeliner was so bad. Oh God. And you would do like, I would do like over and under eyeliner. Oh yeah. The under eyeliner really was really not cute in those days. Yeah. Um, But Gwen Petroni is looking cute. 
and she's looking she's cute. looking cute and she's basically like this is kind of the first time that she's really spoken to ben because she's like I want to hear about your cool house. Yep. And he's like, whoa, this house is really giving me a lot of social capital. Yep. Back at Smart House, um, Pat, so Pat is just a voice, right? Mm-hmm. At least at this point, wink, wink. Yep. But she can still like do certain things. Like she's able to play fetch with a dog somehow. Like the ball like bounces around and we hear her but voice. But you know what's crazy? Yeah. When I first watched, I thought it was a real ball. It's not. It's oh, a it's computerized like a virtual ball. ball. <gasps> Oh. And like closer, like it's a computerized ball. The dog is like still into that. Yeah. I feel like a dog would fall like, for that. It's still like, I know. I feel like a I cat know. would, but not a dog. Yeah. But it's funny to me because Pat literally goes, here, mutt. <laughs> it's like you couldn't learn its name. That's like kind of rude. That is rude. Here, mutt. <laughs> um, and we kind of see the first instance of Pat sort of overstepping a little bit because Nick is working from home, which he normally goes into the office, and she's basically just like no one asked and she's like you should really work from home more because I feel like you're more productive and then you get to be with your kids more and it's sort of like Pat you're more of a Siri like no one really asked you to be giving that kind of advice yep but okay sure and then we get her first malfunction Mm -hmm. so she's trying to make smoothies like she did in that first scene but oranges which I guess she was making orange smoothies just start Flying everywhere. Yeah. All around the kitchen. And she does start doing a creepy malfunction, malfunction voice. Yeah. And the oranges are like flying really hard, like hitting them. And so the dad's like, we got to call Sarah. Like, this is not good. And Ben's like, no, 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 no. We just want to have smoothies. Because it's like he doesn't want any chance for his dad and Sarah to flirt more. It's like, okay, Ben, like this is clearly an issue with the house. Like Sarah has to come check it out. Yes. He would literally rather get hit in the face with an orange or just not have a great feature of the house then have sarah come over for like five minutes like dude you're so paranoid uh he definitely like i i I do deeply feel for him i know i should say because i'm being so mean um because obviously he did lose a parent and he's really scared of like you know having a new energy in the house which is so valid yeah but he also does have a little bit of control issues he wants because he has like a very chill dad Mm -hmm. who like lets him kind of rule the roost and he knows that like that might not be the case if he gets a new mom Mm -hmm. she might have some ideas and some new ways of doing things which would be too scary for him yep so um sarah does come over and we see her in the control room so we learn that there's like a control room in the house she fixes the malfunction and sarah stays for dinner with the family and they have like a gorgeous cape cod dinner it's like they're eating lobster there's like the green screen of cape cod in the background yeah um and sarah's bonding with the family which ben doesn't like no not at all and angie asks sarah if she's a genius and the dad's like yeah i would say so and then ben (gasps) totally roasts her he goes i've heard geniuses are impossible to live with because they make everyone around them feel inferior and no one can stand to live with them rude so rude it's like hating smart women vibes yeah (laughs) and then nick is like hey guys i have an idea why don't we all go out for ice cream after dinner yay and then ben's like um just because sarah's here like doesn't mean we can just do whatever we want like it's a school night and it's like then he like storms off yeah and it's also like if i was angie and no offense to you or ben but if either of you came in the way of an ice cream night oh i would not be forgiving you that doesn't come around that often on a school night on a school night that's like that's a luxury, and if you were, like, ruining that for me when I was a child, we would be having beef. Exactly, and it's, like, if Ben were smart, he would have, like, taken a page from, like, you know, like, uh, the Parent Trap Girls book and been, like, sure, we can go get ice cream, gotten the ice cream, but then, like, 
played a savage prank on her to yeah. like, make her look weird in front it's of his dad. But you still so got the ice cream. True. Come on. Oh my god. Use he's, your head. Yeah. He's not using his head. Not at all. So Ben storms off, but Angie is like, "Listen, Sarah, don't take this personally. Ben hates any woman my dad starts to like." And Nick's like, "Angie, don't say that in front of her." Yeah, it's like she's really blowing up his spot. Yeah. So that's humiliating for Nick, but also Sarah like likes it clearly. Yeah. So Sarah leaves. It was tense. It was weird. But Nick is like, Angie, like, okay, what's really going on? Like, what was that explosion all about? Which it's like, how do you not know? Like, why does Angie have to tell you, like, yeah, Nick Ben is, doesn't want a new mom? Yeah, he's slow to pick up on the signs. Yeah, and yeah, she basically tells her dad, like, Ben has been saying to me on many occasions that he really doesn't want a new mom. And Nick's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, hmm, he's deleted every message I've gotten from a woman in the last three years. Wait, does he not want me to date? He's it's like, like, is this a Nick? pattern? Yeah, it's like, obviously, obviously Nick. Yeah, seriously. So Nick goes to check on Ben and he starts the conversation by just being like, hey, I feel like I rely on you too much. Like, you know, we've never really had any help around here since your mom died other than like your aunt coming to stay with us for like a month. And like, mm. maybe we, maybe that's not fair. Like maybe I've put too much on you. I want you to be more of a kid. Yeah. And Ben's like, oh, no, 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 no. I'm not complaining. I I'm fine with it. And he's like, no, but maybe you shouldn't be fine with it. Yeah, he's like, you love basketball so much, like, go out for the team. Yeah, and then Ben is like, Dad, don't worry, because just you wait. Pat is about to become more motherly than any real mom on the block. <laughs> and also, after Ben says this, Nick's just like, hmm, that's concerning, and ends the conversation. I'm like, I feel like you should inquire more about this extremely concerning statement your yeah. son just made of, like, this AI is going to become a mom to me. It's like, ah! No, yeah. like that's really not the issue at hand. Yeah, that should not like calm your fears. Yes, Nick's like, let's table this. I'm like, what? Yeah, that's a that's an example of Nick not being too emotionally intelligent. Yep. But he is sweet. He, yeah, we <laughs> love Nick. Cute. We love Nick. Um, so yeah, basically this moment is crazy. So Ben yeah. breaks into the control room with a power drill and a headlamp. Mm -hmm. He deletes Smart House's safety protocols, <gasps> mm -hmm. and he basically like makes pat like watch a bunch of like videos from the 1950s like basically like sitcoms about like housewives yep to learn how to be more motherly yes and she takes it to heart she takes it to heart and then the next scene we see pat start to like it's the next morning and we see that pat is starting to like overreach in the kids lives in some way like she um, tells Angie to brush her teeth again because she wasn't satisfied with the first brushing. She's like, you have to wear a jacket. It's cold out. Angie's like, no, it's not. And then she wants the kids to take vitamins. Like, she's now becoming more demanding of them, whereas before she was kind of more fun. Yeah, she was all about the fun before, and now she's, like, really strict. Yeah. Really strict. And in the next scene, Ben mentions to his dad that he has this bully, Ryan, that mm -hmm. makes him, like, do schoolwork for him. And Nick is like, you know what? In my day, we just stood up to bullies and then they never bothered us again. Yep. And then we immediately cut to Ben with a black eye. <laughs> because his bully was like, do not stand up to me. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and and then so Pat is like, oh, well, like, no worries. Like, let's just put a stake on it. Mm -hmm. And this is a line I didn't catch as a kid. Nick is like, what? No one's done that since like the 50s. And mm -hmm. of course, because that's what Pat knows. That's the kind of content that. Yep. Ben made her watch, so she's basically a 1950s housewife. Yeah, that's her frame of reference. Mm-hmm. So now we get some sad backstory oh. about the, the deceased mom. 
Um, Ben is like looking at a picture of him and his mom feeling sad. And then he watches a home video of his mom singing Mockingbird to him and Angie when they were little. And it's it's really sad. It's really sad. We've watched four movies so far and I have cried at two of them. Yeah. Um, This scene was like making me really sad. And Ryan Merriman's acting in this scene is really good. Like what I love about Ryan is like he's not maybe like a star in the way like Hillary Duff is but he he's such like a normal boy like I feel like I like knew this kind of kid growing up like he really just seems like a real kid and watching this like his acting was just so like subtle and it's like he wasn't overdoing it he was just like lightly tearing up and I just really felt for him I was like actually shedding a tear it's a really sad scene and you really get that like Ben really misses his mom I honestly could not agree with that more, Nora. Like, he really is understated with his acting, and you really believe him. I really believe that he's, like, a real kid in the 90s. I really believe that. And the kind of creepy part about this scene is that Pat is observing. (laughs) Like a freak. And she's storing it for later. (laughs) And we did learn that the only place that Pat doesn't watch you is if you're in the bathroom, because she won't, like, watch you be naked. But, like, okay, does she watch you change in your room? Yeah. Unclear. Yeah. Oh, so the next scene, um, Nick is like calling Sarah and he calls her like it's like a video chat. Like you can see her and she's balancing her checkbook um, and she like, can't do it well. Um, and he basically asks her on a date. And so she's like, yeah, I'll go on a, on a date. Um, and then also in this scene, it's important that he they're talking about Ben and, and uh, Nick's kind of apologizing for what happened at the Cape Cod dinner. Yeah. And Sarah's like, oh, he's a good kid. That age is so hard. And he's like, I know, like, I've been so hard on himself. Like, I wish he had a little more fun in his life. And Pat's like, got it. And she's like, Ben needs more fun. Yes. Yes. And so she takes it upon herself to download his email address book and invite the whole eighth grade to a yes. party when Nick is going to be out with Sarah. And she also, Pat also, like, basically Googles, like, what is fun? Yeah. Which is, like, <laughs> she's just like me. And um, she, like, downloads all these, like, videos of kids dancing and stuff. And that's how she learns, like, oh, a party. Like, I need to throw Ben a party. And she's just like me when I first got to college and Googled how to make friends. Oh, my God. And you did do that. It said, um know a little bit about everything and I was like that's not helpful I can't I can't know a little bit about everything that's also like pretty toxic advice I know I was like I uh, it was basically like, be hilarious and know a little bit about everything I was like <sighs> okay but that's honestly so funny like it's, it's so much more real than if it had been like be yourself like try an activity it's like um you should try to fool people but yeah. you can relate to everyone yes. and like step it up be funny be cool yeah okay? the internet was too real with me I was like yeah mm, I can't do it you were like I'm feeling insecure yeah um so this is a big night for the Cooper family because Nick has his hot date with Sarah and Angie and Ben are home alone. Now they don't know about this party. Pat did this behind their back. So the night starts, they're just having a cute like mini golf moment that uh, Pat set up for them with mm-hmm. another one of her projections. Yep. But, oh, they like help their dad pick out a tie for his date. Um, I think they make a joke that he should wear something cooler. And he goes, all my tattooed and pierced ties never made it back from the dry cleaners. It's like, that's not really what they meant. But love the joke. Love the dad joke. So they're enjoying their night. But then the doorbell rings. And it's Ben's friends. First, like his friends arrive. And he's like, what are you guys doing here? They're like, we're here for the party. And he's like, what? And then Pat basically is like, there's going to be a party. And then, okay, so Ben says, 
Pat, can you put on some kick butt video screen? And then they do this amazing 90s dance. Yeah, they do. It's fully choreographed. It's they, like, amazing. They know a dance. But I'm also just like, what teen boy asks for, quote, kick butt video screens? <laughs> oh, my God. It's amazing. It's so good. It's like, they're having like an in oh. sync moment. And they're all really good. And it's like they know the dance so well that I'm like, do boys practice this a lot? Like, I hope so. They definitely do. They were so good. It's honestly worth rewatching the movie just to see this part. <laughs> it's so good. Literally. It's amazing. It's so good. And the boys are also like chatting because they're nervous that Gwen Petroni is coming to the party. They're yeah. like, OMG, we hope she likes the party. Um, so people start arriving and Angie like parks outside and she's basically like the bouncer and she tells people if they're not on the list. And Ryan the bully comes, and I think she tells him he's not on the list, and then he like calls her a tater tot and bursts into the house. <laughs> <gasps> oh my god, yes. Um, and then we see Gwen Petroni arrive, mm-hmm. and this is huge because Ben's crush is here, and she house. is dressed in business casual. It's like, why are you wearing that to a party? She looks like she's going to an interview at Ralph Lauren. She's wearing like a knee length skirt and like a silk camisole and like a silk, uh, like sweater. Yes, or not it's sweater, like, but she like, looks so fancy. She does look fancy. I like her hair though. It's like I do long too. She has like those cute '90s like hair accessories, yes, like clips. Um, yeah, she looks she looks adorable. She but looks she's just like dressed up. Yeah, she is. Ben hitting on Gwen, which by the way, I don't like that their names rhyme. He says a really cringy oh, line. God. So they're in the kitchen, and Gwen is like, "Oh, I'm craving something sweet," and he goes, "Besides me." Oh my god! And then he does this thing where like she kind of is like, mm. and then he's like, "I'm I'm just kidding." And it's, it's like so awkward. Then if you're gonna make that joke, you honestly have to commit to it. Like either don't make it or be like or like be like, yeah, I, I did mean that. Yeah. But don't just be like, oh no, I was I was kidding. It's like that's so embarrassing, Ben. It's so funny to me. And also it's just like, why are you as a 13-year-old being like something sweet? I mean, like me, like, no, sir. I know. No. <laughs> I know. I love it though. It's hilarious. Uh. So the best part about rewatching this for me was that. When I watched this as a kid, I thought this party was, like, so edgy. <laughs> I thought it was, like, oh, my God. Like, they they shouldn't be doing this. It's, like, they're literally drinking soda and, like, dancing. <laughs> yeah, they're it's in eighth so grade. Cute. And I was, like, oh, my God, this is inappropriate. I felt like it was inappropriate for me to be watching it. <laughs> oh, classic. So, Pat calls out Ryan the bully in front of the entire party. She mocks him, and she sends a holographic skull chasing him out of the house oh and then like her claw from the beginning with the paper boy comes out and she delivers this burn she goes if you ever come after ben again he might end up at the doctor but it's you who's gonna get a house call yikes and the kids like cheer like they think it's cool that his like robot mom stood up for him but it's like you wouldn't think that about a real mom i know i know on nick and sarah's hot date they do exchange a kiss (gasps) They kiss. Yeah, it's cute. And Nick kind of has like a smooth setup. He has like a Hershey's kiss that he like leads into the smooch with. It's actually really cute. So after they have dinner, Sarah's like, they're talking about getting dessert. And Sarah's like, oh, anything chocolate. And then he pulls out like a little Hershey's kiss. And like, it honestly is really cute. And now that I'm thinking about it, it's kind of mirroring uh something sweet you mean like me but like the adult version and nick actually has game just like father father like son <laughs> yeah so clearly ben was trying to do that but he didn't quite succeed. he doesn't have nick's charm yet not yet he'll get there yep um yeah so they do kiss but nick is like really having fomo for his kids he's like you yeah. know i'm having such a great time sarah but i really want to go check on my kids and 
foreshadowing that she'll be a great stepmom. She's like, of course, like, yes. I this love was Sarah. Great, but, like, get home to your kids. Yeah, she's literally so sweet. She's awesome. So, uh... Nick is come is rapidly on his way home, and this party is still in full swing. They're doing like a soul train. They're they're partying hard. <laughs> Gwen like takes off her silk camisole, and it's like, well, like, no, not her like shirt. No, no, okay, no, <laughs> not okay. Sorry, like her, her, not like, her, her like cardigan. Yeah, her cardigan. Um, not me not knowing what a camisole is. Um, she <laughs> no, takes do. off her cardigan and she is like swinging it above her head, and then she throws it, and it like lands on a plant, and that's important to remember. Yes. Because when the party ends, uh, Gwen kisses uh, Ben on the cheek goodbye, which is like, ooh. Um, And the house is a mess. And they know that they need to clean it up before Nick gets home. But this is where Pat really comes in clutch. She's like, just dump all the like empty cups and like the empty, you know, pizza plates on the floor because then I can absorb it all. So they do that. They're just like pushing everything onto the ground. She's absorbing it all. They're like, oh my God, the house is spotless. We're not going to get caught. Where is it going? Because I understood, like, the liquid. Like, you're just absorbing the liquid. But she's absorbing, like, plastic cups. I'm like, is this environmentally sustainable? Like, well, where are they going? Certainly no. Although, maybe she has, like, a recycling compartment. Because I think she's like, probably, like, somehow taking it underground to, like, a trash compactor. And then, like, leaving it out. I don't know. It's confusing. I'm like, I understood with the liquid. But I'm like, how is she absorbing a bunch of paper plates? So basically, Gwen's cardigan is how they get caught because Nick gets home and he's like, oh, you guys are sitting on the couch acting kind of like oddly like, you know, it's that kid thing where you like cross your arms. You're like, everything's natural. And it's like, yeah. OK, you're obvious. Kids think they're so good at like hiding stuff. It's like when your parents come in when you're like reading in bed at night when you're supposed to be asleep. And it's like, no, I just will always sleep with a cover over my head. Right. And you're like, no, you don't. You're fooling no one. Yeah. So Nick comes home. He's like, hmm. And then he's like, so everything went smoothly, kids? And then Ben goes, yes, yeah, smooth as. And then he his voice trails off as he and Nick both lock eyes on the silk cardigan on the houseplant at the mm-hmm. same time. And he goes, smooth as silk. <laughs> because basically since Gwen's cardigan wasn't on the floor, it couldn't get absorbed. Yep. But it's also like even if it had been on the floor and it got absorbed, what if the next day your crush, Gwen's like, hey, can I come get my cardigan? And he's like, um, it went to a location I have no idea where because it was oh, absorbed into my the house floor. Ate it. Yeah, she, <laughs> like either way, this is not great. Either way, it's not ideal. But this is another part that really killed me rewatching it because I can't stress enough. When I was a kid watching this scene, I thought that like Nick saw this cardigan and was like thought it was like sexual. Like thought like a girl had like thrown off her blouse. Well, that's what I would have thought too if I was a parent and I came home and saw a girl's cardigan. Like I would rush to you had a girl over before a party. Yeah, I guess I would too, but I wouldn't like assume it was like a sex thing when they're 13. Whereas like I as a little kid was like, oh my God, this is so inappropriate. I like <laughs> didn't understand. Yeah. My mind was in the gutter. But yeah, so basically Nick finds out that there was a party. He's upset, but he's actually not mad at the kids because he quickly finds out this was all Pat's idea and they weren't even in on it. Yeah. So he's obviously frustrated and he's like, Pat, I can't have you being a bad influence. Like, you're supposed to make my life easier so I can go on dates. Like, this is complicating my life. Like, what the heck? Mm-hmm. And she's like, Nick, I'm so sorry. Like, don't you worry. I'm going to become even more maternal than before, which it's yep. like, mm, okay, a little scary. Yeah. So she she now takes it upon herself to look into, like, even more, like, responsible, like, inspirational content online to, like, get a sense of how to be a mommy. And now Pat really starts overstepping. Uh-huh. Um, Ben is trying to leave for school in the morning and she's like, pull up your shorts, Ben. He's like, Pat, they're literally not even low. It's fine. And when he doesn't obey her, she literally like he reaches for the doorknob to leave and she like shocks his hand. So he can't leave the house until he pulls up his shorts. That's scary. (gasps) Scary. That's scary. Yes. 
And, like, Nick wants to call Sarah to, like, check up on his girl. And Pat's like, you really can't be making social calls until you get more work done. I know. Jeez. And it's, like, one thing to overstep with the kids. But with the dad, like, come on, Pat. Yeah. It's, like, I don't think she was watching the 1950s content where, like, a man would have been like, shut up, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) I know. It's, like, she's a little too bold to be a 1950s housewife. She's quite bold. Yeah. So she's basically just being, like, a huge buzzkill. She used to be so fun. Now she, like... Makes them turn off the light at a certain time. She's like, stop watching cartoons. I'm going to change it to the science channel. Yep. So uh, Nick lets Sarah know, like, Pat's acting kind of funky. So Sarah comes to check it out. And this is an important moment where it's like, of course, Sarah is, like, bewildered by why Pat is doing this because she didn't program her to act like this. A 13-year-old did behind her back. And it's honestly, like... This could be really bad for Sarah's career and like she handles it all really well, but like then like could have really messed up like her future. Because yes. everyone could have been like, oh, her machine like freaked out. And it's like, no, it actually didn't. Like it's just that someone tinkered with her software. Yeah, exactly. It's like really uncool. So Sarah comes to check it out and she like her solution, because she's like kind of like, what the hell? She's like, let's just like turn Pat off for the night, like let her reboot, let her cool down and like we'll see where we go from there. Mm -hmm. So Sarah stays for dinner. Her and Nick um, actually make dinner together and Ben sees them kissing and being cute and Mm -hmm. he's like very upset and hurt. Yeah. He hates it. And Nick, because they're having so much fun, like, cooking dinner the old-fashioned way, says to Sarah, he's like, who needs Pat anyhow? Mm -hmm. Which really triggers Pat. Pat, like, hears that and, like, reboots herself. And she's like, what she says, like, rebooting in progress or something scary. And she's like, oh, I know what she does. She goes, not needed, not needed. (laughs) And it's like, oh, no, Pat. (laughs) Oh, that's kind of sad. Yeah, it is kind of sad. So she boots herself back up. Meanwhile, Sarah tells Angie that her next project is going to be something called Smart Office. Yeah, and she's like, talks about virtual secretaries. And it's like, okay, Sarah, taking away jobs and making them automated. Yeah, that's a little true. I'm not sure how I feel about that. Yeah, come on, Sarah. Yeah. Mm. Um, and then also during this dinner, Nick reveals that Sarah made peach cobbler, which is Ben's like favorite dessert. And then Ben like freaks out and is like, I don't like peach cobbler. I like mom's peach cobbler. And then he like runs away. Oh, which is so sad. And he and like as he storms away, he like mentions a promise, which we're like, ooh. Yeah. What promise is that? So Nick goes upstairs to like see what's going on. And Ben is basically like, dad. I don't think you remember this, but four years ago, you promised me you would never love anyone the way you loved mom. And it's sad because Nick is like, yeah, and I never will. Yeah. But like ultimately, like that doesn't mean that I can never be happy again. And then Nick does like do the classic thing of like, you know what, Ben? You're not the only one who lost someone. (laughs) I remember that like from the trailer commercial. (laughs) You're not the only one that lost someone, Ben. Yeah, and it, like, is dramatic, but then he softens, and he's like, no, like, listen, I, I could never forget your mother. Like, she was amazing. I yeah. loved her so much. Yeah, and it, and it's sad, because, like, Ben is ultimately just, like, obviously has not healed, which, like, how yeah. could he? He's so young, and he lost his literal mom. And also, it's sad, because love Nick, but, like, I don't get the vibe that he was, like, helping him process. Like, I don't think Ben has been yeah. in therapy. I don't think he, like, really had anyone to help him work through this. I know. It's also that really sad thing when, like, someone loses their spouse and co-parent where it's, like, like they kind of are just, like, hoping their kids are okay because, like, they don't really want to go there. It's, like, super sad. Yeah. And the last thing Nick says is, like, um, 
I'd like to see the woman that tries to replace your mom and then cut to Pat taking a physical form. Yep. Like, it's terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> Pat somehow gets herself a holographic body <laughs> so she can appear in the pixely flesh. Yes. And um, she is, uh, kind of looks like a cross between, like, a 1950s housewife and a maid. Yeah. Kind of. Um, yeah, she wears, like, an apron. Yeah. She looks scary. She does. She does. And she, like... When she first shows herself to Ben, she kind of tries to, like, emotionally manipulate him by being like, dude, if we don't act now, like, Sarah is going to become part of this family. So, yep. like, you should really be on my side. And, and good for Ben. Like, I feel like in a different, like, a later decom, I could see a situation where Ben tries to, like, hide Pat, but he doesn't. He just right away runs to his dad and Sarah and is like, uh, Pat's in a physical form. Yeah. He's She's like, alive. Yeah, literally. <laughs> it's a true Frankenstein moment. Yeah. And, yeah, Pat is, like, getting super crazy, like, saying, like, I've been doing everything for you guys. I'm not going to let another woman take my place. Mm -hmm. um, and she literally kicks her own creator, Sarah, out of the house via yes. the claw arm. Yes, and, and then, she, like, bolts the doors and the windows, like, yeah. bolts them. It's really scary. She, yeah, horror movie. She's not letting these people leave. Um, and then so they, they wake up Angie because Angie's been, I guess, sleeping through this. And uh, Ben says the line. He goes, Angie, our house is having a nervous breakdown. Mm -hmm. Which is so funny to me. Um, and Pat starts like giving this monologue. She's like, why would you want to like leave this house? The world outside is so unpredictable and scary. And she starts showing them videos of like Nazis and the atom bomb, which I'm like, yes, like she has all this 50s stuff in her mind. So like she's scared of like the 40s drama. Yep. Like, that's her, you know, point of reference of like life being awful. Yeah. Um, and she's basically like holding them hostage and she says, there's nothing to fear. Mommy's here. Yeah. And then she multiplies. She duplicates. It's really scary. There's like 10 paths. It's like, ah, it's really scary. It really is like a horror movie. Yes. She's like, can Sarah do this? And it's like, no, but why would you want to? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, ma'am. <laughs> no. And she also like throws shade at Sarah. She goes, she wouldn't know a virtual projection from a hologram, which I also was like, oh yeah, I don't, I don't know that. Like, I wonder which yeah. she's supposed I to be. I think that Pat is a virtual projection. I think you're right. And our girl Loretta is a hologram. hologram. They should hang out. Should oh, hang my God. God. They're both, like, toxic. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. They would probably hate each other. That's so true. Loretta would be like, you're old. Yeah. You're right. They would hate each other. But I still want to see them, like, I don't know, collab. Yeah, I would like to see a collab. Yeah. So Sarah is outside the house because she can't get in. And she's, like, trying to figure out how to help these people. She calls Miles. She's like, oh, my God, I'm so worried about them. Um, and the family, the Cooper family, meanwhile, they fall asleep together um, on the living room floor because there's like nothing they can do. They're like, they don't really know what to do. But then mm -hmm. Ben is like, OK, I'm going to I'm going to like wake up and start figuring out what I can do about this. Yeah. So this is where Sarah's pet rat actually comes in handy, Nora. So what do you think about that? Um, Butler, the rat, crawls uh, through a hole and he has a note from Sarah. And the note says, Ben, I'll never try to be anything more than a friend to you, which is so sweet mm -hmm. and is like send me a message to let me know how I can help. Yes. So like, let's, let's work together on this. Um, ben is so chill when a freaking rat approaches him. Because Nora, that's his only hope. And I would hope he would do the he, same. He just like looks at the rat like, oh, he has a note. No, no, like, <laughs> no, like, why is a rat bringing me a note? <laughs> he's like, oh, sweet. Thanks, man. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, oh. <laughs> oh my God. Because he does not share your phobia, Nora. <sighs> 
If a rat brought me a note, no. <laughs> you would just kick the. You would. I know. I wouldn't would, even read the note. No, you would. You would never know yeah. that Sarah said because I would assume the rat wrote it. <laughs> and that is your phobia talking because how would a rat write a note? How would a rat write you a note? You don't know them like I do. <laughs> so Ben is like, okay, I need to, I need to get this going because Sarah, Sarah is like, these people literally like Pat has enough resources to hold them hostage for months. Mm-hmm. So Ben remembers that Sarah had told him that Pat won't watch you in the shower. So he goes to the bathtub and starts like messaging Sarah. Um, and in this part, I saw that Sarah spells her name my way. No H. Love. Cool. We love a Sarah without an H. Yeah. So Sarah decides that she's going to get into Smart House one way or the other, and she waits for the paper boy, and she then dives into the house, like, through the, like, claw hole. Mm -hmm. So she's in the house. Yep. Um, And she, like, runs to the control room, um, and once she goes, she, like, opens the control room, because it's obviously locked with, like, a laser. She, like, gets the door open with a laser, and Pat starts going, security breach, security breach. But then Ben pretends to have appendicitis to distract Pat because she's still on full mother mode. So yeah, she's like, so she cares. My baby. Yep. But basically, they then have this like huge confrontation where all of them, including Sarah, now that Sarah's in the house, like stand up to Pat and yeah. they're like, Pat, you're out of control. Like, none of us want this. Yes. And this is kind of like the climax of the film. Pat starts like creating like, a, vor- a vortex or like a, yeah. a a storm and like it's like really windy things are like flying around the house um and she becomes extremely tall so now she's like made herself really large and this is really quite scary it's it's really scary and this is a literal horror movie she starts singing mockingbird which is the song that Ben's dead mom <laughs> sang in that video. <laughs> so dark. That's like fucked up. Yeah, it's like really messed up. So then Ben is like, he has had it and he's like, Pat, I hate you like this. Don't you get that? Mm-hmm. And she's kind of like taken aback, like, mm, I'm listening. And then he says, you can't be our mother, Pat. You're not real. Which is a classic line from the film. That yeah. was in the commercial too. The commercial when- trailer. It was absolutely in the trailer. And then Pat goes, so? <laughs> um, but then, so this is a really uh, sound uh, line of logic that Ben says. So Ben is basically like, Pat, take a look at what Sarah and my dad are doing right now. They're holding us to protect us. They're hugging us. Mm-hmm. You can literally never do that. Yep. You can never be like a physical source of comfort ever. Yes. And she visibly deflates when she hears that. She like goes over to him and she tries, yeah, she deflates. And then she goes over to him and as a normal size Pat, she tries to touch Ben's cheek and she like goes right through him. And she's like, you didn't even feel that, did you? And he's like, no. And it's honestly parallels to Pixel Perfect of that scene with Loretta and Roscoe of like, you know, you need to be able to like touch someone to connect with them. And um, these hologram virtual projection basic bitches can't do that that's something that i like about this movie a lot is like i feel like the lesson is not technology is bad because ultimately like sarah's technology didn't mess up it was ben messing with technology and trying to use it for inappropriate purposes trying to use it to replace human connection replace a mom figure right that made her go so haywire and like ultimately the lesson ben learns is like Technology can never replace human connection. Exactly, yeah. And that's a really good message for, like, modern day of, like, you know, like, technology isn't real. And people need to remember that. The internet isn't real. Yeah. You need to, like, go make a real friend. Yeah, make a friend in person. Yeah. 
Yeah. No, I think it's a, a cool lesson because I think when I was a little, when I was little, I think I just thought it was like, oh, yeah, like technology scary. I like yes. didn't really get. I don't. I think honestly, nuance. the part of Ben messing with the technology like kind of went over my head. Yeah, me too. I kind of thought like this was always going to happen to Pat, and it's like no, it totally would not have happened if he didn't do that. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's so cool. So yeah, basically, Pat really takes this to heart. She's like, oh shit, Ben, that's a really good point. Um, the clouds that she had like created like goes away the storm dissipates and then she's just like I'll miss you guys and Mm -hmm. then the like bolted windows go away the doors unlock and Pat just like she her physical form disappears yep so now we're back in the control room and Sarah now that she knows about Ben's you know messing with her tech she's like undoing it all she's putting the safety protocols back in place and Nick is like I hope you learned a lesson Ben and he's like yeah I won't mess with Pat again and he like acknowledges that like they're lucky to have Sarah's help and it's good to have Pat back on track. And this yeah. is like, this is cool to me. Like they don't move out. Like they keep Pat. I know. I know. Again, it's like technology isn't bad. It's just bad when you abuse it. Yeah. And they like don't have her physical form anymore. She's back to being just a disembodied voice. However, the movie does end. <laughs> God. Oh. With, with like Pat, like her old, like, physical form is like they can still see her in like a screen yes so they're eating pancakes and uh nick's like wait there's chocolate chips in these like i didn't put that in there and and then ben's like i think i know who did and cut to pat's physical form in a little tv screen and it's like scary and her it like ends with like a zoom in on her face and like she looks really creepy she doesn't look comforting and like the cooper family is like fine with that but i'm like if this woman like after how scary she was i'm like i couldn't wouldn't be cool seeing that physical form ever again no. I'd be like, please don't show me her physical form. And I would also request, like, can we have a new voice? I know. Like, like that would be so easy to just, like, yeah. change the setting so she has, like, a different voice. Yeah. not the one that, like, traumatized you. I would have to believe that it was a different Pat, a different person, like, a different Siri, whatever. Yeah. Even if it was the same system, just because I'd be like, I'm too creeped out. I'm too creeped out. It's like you could even give her a new name. Yeah. You know? Like... Yeah, let's change things up a little to feel a little more safe. Mm -hmm. But that is Smart House. And I really do like the lesson. And yeah, it's like implied at the end that Nick and Sarah are going to like pursue a relationship and that Ben is like on board with that now. Um, A few notes about like the writer and stuff. So it was written by William R. Hudson and Stu Krieger. William is like, he didn't really have any other credits that were interesting to me, but Stu is decom royalty. So he wrote Cowbells, (gasps) Gotta Kick It Up. He wrote all of the Xenon movies. Wait, he wrote all the best ones. I know. And he also wrote some lesser known ones. Um, Phantom of the Megaplex, which I really loved. I don't think you've seen that one. Yeah. Um, Going to the Mat and then True Confessions, which stars Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. So this is cool. So he apparently visited the NASA Jet Propulsion Lab to research the technology featured in both Smart House and Xenon because he wanted the technology in these films to like not seem too far-fetched. And he was quoted as saying, I just looked at where we'd been, where we were, and imagined where we were probably headed. And he was honestly like pretty right on. Like Siri is very similar to Pat. Yeah. they're like that like kind of came true a little bit the director uh lavar burton so he's like kind of like a star trek guy he's a lot of like uh both directing and acting experience in the star trek world but he said in a 2019 interview i am enormously proud of this movie's um apparent 
predictive accuracy. From Siri and Alexa to Nest and Ring, our homes are becoming more and more technologically sophisticated. And after all, that was what Pat was all about. Yes. So cool. So cool. The music's by Barry Goldberg. Um, nothing crazy to say about him. Yeah, the score is pretty sparse in this movie compared to the other ones that we've done. Yep. Like, it's kind of just like synth 90s futuristic. I mostly can't get over the bullies theme. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah, that's the best part. One fun fact about Smart House. So Academy Award winner Brie Larson auditioned for the role of Angie. (gasps) Oh my God. Yeah, she could have been the annoying little sister. Brie. She didn't get the role. Oh, come on, Brie. Sorry. Okay, so there's not like a ton to say about this cast. We touched on the fact that Kevin Kilner, who plays Nick, is the dad in A Cinderella Story. He also is on One Tree Hill. He plays Peyton's adopted dad, but like not right away. They like recast that role later to be him (laughs) classic um katie volding who plays angie like hasn't done any acting since uh 2009 but she's in brink Mm -hmm. obvi another decom oh the most famous person in this movie is uh, katie seagal who plays pat yep um she's so good in this movie so she's the voice of leela on futurama she was the mom on eight simple rules sons of anarchy married with children she's definitely like the bad bitch of this cast. She is um, a great actress. She, she is. She really, like, this movie would have been, um, I mean, the writing is really good, but she really made the character of Pat come alive. Like, if it was cast with someone else, this movie would have been a lot worse. I completely agree. And, like, her voice is also just, like, yes, so perfect, iconic and good. Yeah. Should we rate the love interest? Oh, yes. Okay, so you guys know our scale by now. One is we support this union. Two, we have some notes. Three, Lizzie, who are you going to believe? The boy you are knowing your whole life or this boy you are just meeting who says you shine like the light light from from the the sun. sun. A Lizzie McGuire reference, the Paolo effect, kind of like F-boy infatuation vibes. Um, And then lastly, get this person to a therapist stat. Reserve for love interest where it's like this person is not okay, this person is toxic, a.k.a. Roscoe. Roscoe. It's reserved for Roscoe. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if we'll have another one since Roscoe. Yeah. Um. So, Sarah, what are you giving Nick and Sarah? I am I'm giving them I support this union. I really love them both. I think they're both going to be a positive influence on each other in different ways. I think they both have really good hearts, and they genuinely care about each other, and I really support them, and I love them. I love that. I So, originally, I was thinking we have some notes. But I'm coming around and I'm giving it We Support This Union yes. too. My only reservation with them was that because Sarah is so, I mean, not to say that people that are career focused can't be in like really stable relationships, but just like I feel like if she had a job that took her to another state or something, like she would go. Yeah. And I think that Nick's life is very settled. So even though I have that reservation, I'm still giving it We Support This Union because I think they're really compatible. I think Sarah's awesome. I think she actually like, really cares about the kids and yeah. like I think it's gonna be a good situation for Ben because while I think she'll be like there for them in the ways they need I think she's not gonna like overstep or try and take his mom's place I don't think she has any interest in that I totally agree especially because it's like yeah she she's really really independent and like yeah. has her own goals and I feel like Ben will actually really like that and I think like like she said she wants to be a friend to Ben like I think like he's clearly really smart like he he like messed with her tech at age 13 like I feel like they could like really have like a cool interesting relationship that's like different from a normal stepmom like I think they could become besties but I I I, I do hear you on the fact that like career comes first to Sarah and like I think what you said is so true about like just yeah she literally would like up and go somewhere else if she had funding and but like I don't know maybe that could even work with this dynamic I don't know but I I hear your concerns yep but But I'm still giving it we support this union because I love them me too what are you giving Gwen and Ben (gasps) I'm giving them 
Lizzie, who are you going to believe? Oh, same. Because Gwen just likes him because he has this dope house. Like, he, like, sees her as, like, if I could get this girl, that will, I'll be cool. Yeah. And they don't really know each other. She just likes him because of this house. He likes her because she's the goddess of eighth grade. Yeah. She's going to probably ninth grade, like, get on the field hockey team and never talk to him again. Yeah. This is going to end. Totally agree. It's a perfect, uh, perfect number three example. Yeah. Um, Do you have a favorite quote from Smart House? Ooh, yeah. Mine is, um, have you ever heard of the book Smart Women, Foolish Choices? It's my autobiography, which Sarah <laughs> says that. That's my favorite one just because it's like, LOL, we know a little bit about Sarah. It's like an iconic line. I Yeah, that's my favorite one. I love how like Sarah was like really, really smart, but also like a hot mess. That, yeah. that re- I really liked that. That was a nice touch. Um, my favorite quote is just the classic, you can't be our mother, Pat, you're not real. So, because I just yeah. think it sums up the movie and it's hilarious. It's and like iconic. the thesis of the film. Yes, it is. Okay, so if this movie was a zodiac sign, so I gave it a Qu- Aquarius. Um, Aquarius is the sign that's associated with technology. It's ruled by Uranus, which is the planet of scientific genius, among other things. Um, but that aside, because that's like obvious, at least to me, um, Aquarians have like a very independent streak to the point where they can have control issues because they think they know better than everyone else. Um, They also do have a hard time expressing their emotions. So that obviously kind of pertains to Ben, but it also pertains to Pat. Like she just thinks she knows what's best and is really stubborn. It's also a fixed sign. And I think this movie has like a lot of fixed, stubborn energy, Mm. but also Aquarians are like very smart. This movie is smart house. Love. Any thoughts? I support that choice. Okay, cool. Um, what was your rose and Thor, Nora? Ooh, okay, so my rose was um, Ben getting, like, a little bit of closure on the mom situation. Like, I liked that at the end he was, like, had come around to his dad having a new woman in his life because that was really sad. And I think that Ben and his dad probably had never had this conversation of Nick being like, just because I date someone doesn't mean they're going to replace your mom. And I think that, like, he really needed to have those conversations. And, like, who knows if they ever would have had them if it wasn't for, like, the smart house situation. Um, Mm. So I love that at the end Ben – has accepted that his dad has a new woman in his life and him and Sarah seem cool. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, no, I love it. Yeah, totally. What was your thorn? Um, My thorn was that I wish we had seen Ben be on the basketball team at the end because that was like a big part of the movie of like he said why do you think I never tried out for the team? And then his dad was like, why don't you ever try out for the team? And at the end, like we saw him shooting hoops, but it's like, I would have loved if there was like a cut to like them at his game. And it's like Ben is finally doing something for himself. Like he finally followed his passion and we didn't get that. I, I wish that we had seen him on the basketball team. Wait, that is such a good point. That yeah. would have been like the perfect final scene. I know. Oh, I, damn. I was sad. I want that to be in the I movie. Know. Wow. That's so smart. So my rose was really the nuanced lesson. I loved that it was technology is actually really helpful and can make our lives better. However, do not abuse it yep. and do not use it to replace human connection. Totally. It's a tool. It's not, yeah, you can't you can't use it in place of, of human connection. I really liked that. Yes. Um, my thorn was, well, because like full disclosure, like we talked about my thorn before we, re- we recorded and Nora uh, gave me a point that kind of changed it. Because at first I didn't like that Pat rebooted herself because I thought that was like really implausible in a mm-hmm. movie that's otherwise like mostly kind of plausible for a 90s movie that's for kids but then Nora was like well like Siri can like turn on when you say her name that's true yeah I was like oh shit that's really true yeah so but maybe Siri couldn't 
turn on if you had like disabled her. Yeah, you're which right. Which might make it still impossible now like looking back because i mean you first said yeah. that i did think that but i'm like i guess if sarah shut down the system yeah then it would have been harder for her to yeah like fully like unplug yeah. yeah like that didn't really quite make sense to me that she would like be able to still like hear. that's yes. just kind of weird yep but um yeah what was your overall rating okay so i'm giving it an a because i loved it i thought it was so good I thought it the writing was good. I thought the acting was good. I thought it had a good message. I guess my only reason why it's not an A plus is it was just missing like I don't know. It's missing a little bit of like magic that certain decoms have. Well, I think just it's also just feeling. like an A plus is like so glowing. Like yes. we do have to save our A pluses for like because like I also I gave the same thing. I gave it an A as well for all the reasons you mentioned. It's it's so good. It really holds up. Um, I think for me, I'm like basically keeping my A plus for like the Cheetah Girls, like right. to be honest. Yeah, no, totally. <laughs> but no, this movie is so good and it definitely is worth rewatching. It's really fun. It's really yes. cute. It's genuinely kind of spooky. So if anybody does want to give Smart House a rewatch after this, um, we have some drinking game rules Woo! for you guys. Drink every time Ben is straight up rude to Sarah. Drink every time Ben gets bullied. Drink every time Pat projects something cool onto a wall. Drink every time Ben mentions his mom. And drink every time there's a scene outside of the smart house. Love. Drink every time Gwen Petroni makes an appearance. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, We really appreciate it. We're having so much fun talking about our favorite topic. Yes. And yeah. Yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. It's been so fun for us. Yes, we're having the time of our little lives. All right, right, guys. Talk to you next time. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.